Commence of festival. Rugs. This is, uh, you know what the future of Friday nights is? It's the future. Friday nights, people don't go out anymore, do they, Rugs? No, they just masturbate to porn. They, <laughs> they masturbate to porn and they hang out on Blab and watch interactive live fun shows like this one. So what do you say we entertain the people, Rugs? Yes, launch all torpedoes. It's the Jock and Nerd podcast. This is Jock and Nerd Weekly for January 22nd, 2016. Let's do this. It's the Jock and Nerd podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Jock and Nerd. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. Hey, Anthony's not here. And my name is Rugberto. He's the rug boy. And he's the nerd. Now, you may notice someone is missing, folks. And, well, the jock is not here. Rugs, I'll give you three guesses where he is. Let's see if you get it. Okay. He's at a club dancing to EDM and taking Molly. Jock-tastic. I think you got it. I don't know about the Molly. I don't know about the Molly part. That's unconfirmed. But what's confirmed is uh, Anthony is at an EDM concert. So it's going to be the Nerd and Rugs show. We're going to run the crap out of this, Rugs. I'm excited. Isn't it? Isn't it sad that we know what he does, even when I don't know what he does? It's so predictable. I didn't think you'd get it on the first guess. I, had, I, yeah. I was almost going to have a buzzer sound because I was like, there's no way. But, yeah, he's the jock, and he's predictable. So Who cares? A jock said that. Yeah, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, but can I ask you a question? Because you know the jock better than me. All right. Does he does he uh, get laid a lot or what? What are we talking here? Well, do, you, do you hear stories? Like what? He never tells me any of this stuff. Look, we barely hang he's out. He's a gentleman, I think. He's he is a gentleman, and he's not one. He's not like that kind of dude, dude. We barely we only hang out and talk about comic book geek shit. We really haven't talked about anything other than that. But he he is a gentleman. He's got a lot of friends though. Oh, okay, so I, I'm pretty much if you don't talk about it, you're probably doing it. Exactly. Like, talk about it a lot, or I'm really doing it. Then. Yes. That I I think either you're, that or they're like amazed that they're doing it. Or th- <laughs> they're like so proud of doing it that they have to tell someone. They're like, oh my god, someone touched my penis. I can't. But no, I think you're correct because I think those who talk about that all the time, they're not getting nothing. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, all right. When we uh, we always have this though, bro. Do you even podcast? So Anthony oh. is he's with us in spirit now. Rugs, are you okay out there? There's like a big uh, snowmageddon. This uh, Jonas Storm Jonas. On the East Coast? Yeah, you got, are you going to be all right? You got supplies? You hunkered down? What's going to happen? Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but I'm pretty short. So, like, if it snows at all, it's always a blizzard to me. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> like, a good it's, point. A, it's a foot of snow. Like, I can't walk. Like, <laughs> I can't go anywhere. Dude, you so, might. I mean, it you, might be like under a foot. I'm thinking it's going to be under a foot. That's, that's enough for you. All right. Just take care, everyone out east. And hopefully, you can hunker down and uh, you watch the show with us. Why do they scare the shit out of you about the snow? Doesn't it snow in Chicago like every five minutes? Yeah, dude, it's not a big deal. But I did see uh, it said 35 inches of snow in Pennsylvania. This, and I've never seen a snow report that said 35 inches in a day. They're talking like three inches an hour, whatever. Just is it snowing out there? Do you even have a window? Do you Have you seen the no, daylight? No, there's no snow yet. It's not going to snow till no, tomorrow. It's a big – they're scaring everyone. I'm disappointed. I was like hashtag Jonas. They're hashtagging the storms. I don't get it. My name is Jonas. 
Yes. That's what you've shown us. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, remember, check out jockandnerd.com slash live for all our live blabs and a link to this show. And for new listeners, I'm going to do this. Here's the rundown. Here's what we're going to do in this show. We got a, a news segment. We're going to talk about uh, the specials uh, put on by Marvel and DC that were on earlier this week. We're going to talk about this week's new episodes of Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, the Agent Carter season premiere, and Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, And then I even have an email uh, to go over and a bunch of other cool stuff. But before we get to any of that, Rugs, we got a little bit of show news. We got some thank yous and some shout outs. That's right. Well, I want to start with just saying... Thanks to everyone who came out to the uh, podcast fan day on Blab that we did last week. It was lots of fun. You can check yeah. out, you can check out the show. It's only on Blab. We made a lot of new friends, and hopefully we're going to see them tonight. Like Warren was subscribed, and Billy the Fridge, and Jordan was there, who's here now. Uh, that was so great. I can't thank you guys enough. Yeah, we had a good time. We had a lot of good guests. A lot of cool people on, and I hope that we see them again tonight and get to shoot the shit with them. Absolutely. I will embed that blab in the show notes for this episode, so uh, make sure you check the show notes on jockandnerd.com to watch that. The second thank you now has to go out to the whole gang over there at Kermit and Friends and uh, their news site. They have, like, they've built a news community site. It's hilarious, and they wrote a pretty... A uh, glowing review of our show. Oh, shit. Yeah, they sound like they actually listen to the show or somebody listens to it. I put the link in the chat here and I'll put the link in the show notes. I was concerned when you told me, hey, they wrote an article because I completely thought that they were just going to rip us a new one. And I was like, oh, you boy. know what? They build you up first before they rip you. Oh, which so, like the ripping is coming. Okay. We just got to wait for it. That's fine. I don't know how it's going to happen. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm getting attacked. I, I was just on there. Um, Okay, you, so, yeah, what happened? Did you go say thank you to them? I just, if they're oh, listening, I want to tell them thanks to DNN and Douche and Cedarman for, for that awesome uh, review. It was fun to read and let the ripping commence. Now, what's going on over there? Well, right? what, what exactly. I went on there to try and tell them, hey, thanks. You know, like, thanks for the article. I was going to, like, thank Cedarman and all those people and Douche and whoever was involved with that. Yeah. But it just so happened that Benji tweeted out that Ryan Philippi was going to be a guest on the show. Oh, I, I think I saw that. Oh, I think it was just a ploy to like, they lie about shit all the no, time. No, but just, I followed the t- the tweets. Like, I think that's his Twitter account. And he wrote back and I was like, oh shit, he's getting Felipe oh, on Philippi oh, on the show. Well, well if he is going to come on, he's probably going to come on the last two seconds of the show. Yeah. Cause he is, he hasn't been on at all. Okay. And they just been teasing him and teasing him and he hasn't, he hasn't come on. So, the, But just, I was on there yeah. to try and thank everyone. And uh, I was able to get it out. So I, I was able to get out. Uh, thanks, Cedarman and Douche and Elisa and everybody at the uh, Kermit and Friends for uh, thinking about us. But, I mean, uh, the minute I got on, the fucking the chat just lit up with, oh, here's this douchebag here to promote his stupid show again. Oh, shit. You fucking sell out. <laughs> oh, shit. They're fucking on to you, Brugs. I mean, look, we got about, like, Probably like two or three weeks before the heat starts to get turned on and they start fucking hating us big time. So. Fucking bring it. I ain't afraid of you, 
punks. They build you oh, up shit. just to rip you down over there sometimes. So, like, let's see what happens. I'm, I'm ready for the second shoe to drop, man. I, uh, I, you know, whatever. Any press is good press. Let's do it. I'm, I'm all in. But, but what? The point is, is that whoever wrote it sounds like they do enjoy the show and they do listen. Yeah, yeah. No, the guy did his research, and and uh, you could clearly tell he's he's watched some or part. And uh, I look, I appreciate it. I'm putting it out like it's a new, like it's a real story. And all look, think about this. <laughs> Some asshole sat around for like about two hours and wrote that article. I know. And the hilarious thing is if you the header of the site, it's called the Douche News Network Tribute. Uh, it's hilarious. I love what they do. So keep up the good work, guys. Uh, bring on, bring on the, the trolling. Whatever. I don't know. All right. One last thing before we move on. Uh, you guys may have heard of this thing called eSports. Rugs, you know about the eSports? It's people playing video games for people who don't know what that is. Yeah, competitive gaming. Video games for money, like tournaments and shit. Yeah, leagues, and you got uh, houses and players that get developed. Well, I, we're, we're, I'm a little bit fascinated with this topic. You should check out our last show, episode 72 of jockandnerd.com. We talked to Peter Kendall from How Do I Jump, and he kind of fills us in on esports. And, like, we're not gamers, but it's kind of the perfect marriage of a, a, the jock and nerd as a subject, if you think about it. In a way, but there's not a. They haven't figured out a way to televise this shit yet. Well, I love video games, but yeah. I mean, they have to figure out how to like. You can make if if you can shoot something and make it cool and make it compelling, then you can make anything compelling if you shoot it right. But it hasn't been done yet. Yet it hasn't been done. I remember G Four used to have a show where yep. they tried to do that, and it was kind of fun, but. You know, but it wasn't quite there yet. Jordan's been playing Life is Strange. I've heard about that. Well, if you li- in the show, Peter Peter Kendall made a good point. He goes, they don't need TV. Twitch is their platform. Uh, and a lot like this, it's interactive. And uh, there's millions, tens of millions of viewers. Also, though, there's the news that, like, TBS is working on a Counter-Strike TV show for esports. Yeah, but those ratings don't amount to jack shit. No, look, Mark Cuban, I just read Mark Cuban's investing in a company, uh, uh, an ex-NBA player is buying a team. It's on the rise. It's an interesting trend. We're just going to keep an eye on it, see what happens. Like, I don't want to play it, but I'm just really fascinated by this whole thing. But the thing is, you could have a million people looking at you, but if you don't have a way to monetize it and make money off of it, like those people who play are never going to really make real money. Yeah, I mean, the, the salaries and the price caps are growing. They're sponsors. I mean, there are million-dollar prizes. It's getting bigger every year. So, you know, it's like in its maturity phase. Will it become mainstream? Will it be as big as regular sports? Ah, uh, we'll see. Check out that show. But the reason I mentioned that show, hey, Selassie, what's up? Thanks for hanging out, uh, is Peter Kendall and HD1 Jump are doing a charity event, and I wanted to plug their charity event real quick. Uh, it's called Painful Games Played Slowly 2016. They're going to go to an arcade. They're going to live stream this on Twitch. You can uh, hang out. You could donate. And they, all they do is play really bad games. And it's happening out east in New Jersey, uh, I believe, in like Somerville and Red Bank. Um, and it will be February 21st. I'll put a link to all this in the show notes. Or you can go to hd1jump.com slash pgds or Search hashtag PGDS2016. If, you, if you're a gamer, if you're interested, it's, uh, they did it last year. They had a lot of fun. They raised a little bit of money. And so they're raising money for like a children's uh, charity. To help okay. Kids. It's to help kids. On Twitch TV, painful games, played slowly. How do I jump? HD1jump.com. 
Check it out. All right. We have so much fucking shit to talk about. Let's get into the news. The Jock and Podcast. All right, Rugs. I'm going to start with one of your favorite characters here. You know who it is. The Merc with the Mouth. None other than... Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool. Like, what the fuck is he going to say Deadpool. next? Deadpool. Oh, uh, shit. Only because, look, there's been a lot of uh, Deadpool things happening, and we've talked about, you know, how kids, how are kids, how do they know Deadpool? People are just onto the Deadpool. Have you heard about this petition? Everyone's talking about this fucking petition. I, I thought... I think it's a lot of horse shit, by the way. I think that they, they're, they're backpedaling. Who is? Well, let's explain this th- this petition. Uh, this uh, this it's uh, this beyond the trailer YouTube channel. They put out this petition by this woman at Grace Randolph, and she has a viewer named Christina, who has an eight year old son named Matthew, who wants to see Deadpool. And he wrote a list of items why things like uh, because I like superheroes, he's funny. I clean my room. I did my homework. So they've started a petition for them, and I don't know what they think they're going to do for them to cut an, a, an additional PG thirteen version of this movie. Uh, this is exactly what the fuck I was talking about. Uh, this, this is lame. Is, it, yeah this this character is marketed to little kids. There's so many things wrong they, with this. Some, they they somehow latched onto it because he's funny, but I mean, the other shit that he does is inappropriate. He's highly violent. Yes, you know, I don't get it. So, I don't get where this is. This is should not be for like. I mean, I see little kids liking Deadpool, it make, and like no. it doesn't make sense. So forget about the fact just for a second that look, this is our our first R-rated superhero that I've been dying to see. Forget about the fact that it would cost the you know they would have to reshoot half of the movie to get this done. There's no fucking way they're gonna do this. Forget about the fact I, even that he wants a PG-13 movie when he is just. Eight. Oh shit! He still won't be able to actually go see the movie. He can and, go with his mom. Look, his I, mom I, I don't want to attack the mom or the kid. She's trying to be a good mom. I get it. If you have a child, you want the kid to be happy. But where is the real parenting lesson? The wh- what happened to sometimes you don't get what you want, Johnny. Sometimes life's not fair. Uh, forget about the fact that movie will be on DVD in six months, and he could sneak off with his friends I- and go fucking watch it. I guarantee this mother doesn't know what the fuck Deadpool is. Go to the comic book store and read a fucking issue of Deadpool and you'll see it's not appropriate for your son and you shouldn't be liking it in the first place. Exactly. And shame on Marvel for for, for cramming Deadpool into like uh, Saturday morning cartoons. What they've done to Spider-Man is is a crime. Well, you're absolutely they've right. They've dumbed them down. They have some blame also because it's confusing. To the average viewer, it's confusing. You're like, oh, anything with Marvel, you assume, oh, it's going to be family friendly. Now, no, they don't realize this that is, this, there's Fox and, and different studios. They see Marvel. They see a guy in a suit. They're like, oh, this is going to be like all those fucking movies. So I get it. It's confusing. But – my point is, what happens to telling kids the fucking truth sometimes? How? Like, the kid will be sad for an hour, and he'll get over it. Who gives a fuck? Just move on with your life. Tell him to go watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. It's ridiculous. This, yeah. The, I watched this video. You guys, if you want to watch this video, it will be in the show notes. I'm going to put a link in here. And literally, this I watched this video. And man, I haven't gotten this like heated in a while. Like as the video got on, I was getting more and more upset. I was like, wow, what the, sh-? I was like, go fuck yourself with your PG 13 dip. It's ridiculous. Nah, I, I think that, well, sometimes I think it's, uh, this is all a bait and switch. 
I think that they were coming out. So I, I never trust the movie studios. You think I this never is trust a work? corporations. Yeah, I always think that there's a fucking agenda. I think that what happened is that popularity has been tracking. Deadpool's been tracking very well. And they're like, hey, we're not going to get enough eyeballs to see this. Let's let's spread it out. You know, oh. There's an interest here. Let's see if we can make even more money off this movie. I told you 200 million. And, and I'm probably right. You think and this is why they're backing off. They're using this stupid little kid as a, a uh, you know, a wag the dog situation. You think it's going to make 200 million? No, I just think it's tracking really well. Oh, it is the tracking well. Is that, yes. The uh, interest is there. And now they're like, hey, let's see if we can make monster money with this shit. It's unbelievable. So let's change the, to change the rating. Uh, but then, no, no, no. I think that they had a PG-13 cut the whole time. Really? Yes. Wait, do you think at the last minute they're going to swap it out? Yeah. Or the, no, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, money talks, Imran. <laughs> But I was, dude, I was so happy that, that, that this Ryan Reynolds we're talking about, not Marvel. This, this is, is Disney it's, who owns Marvel now, but this is Fox also Fox is, uh, this is Fox's property technically. Yeah, but it's I think not that, Disney, but <laughs> I think that's the whole inclusion, the whole inclusion of everything. God, I hope they don't cave. If they cave, I will be so upset, dude. You have no idea. That'll be there's They can't No, Ryan Reynolds has come out. Did you see that tweet? He wrote back. To the person, dare to uh, no. Deadpool. Deadpool writes back, uh, "Fuck you." The movie's R rated, and your mom's a whore. Sorry, kid. Like that's, <laughs> that's that was something like what he tweeted back, which is perfect. Deadpool. Oh, that is what. That's, that's what you're in for. So you're right that the movie already, uh, like Rob Liefeld said, it looks great. Which of course he would, but it's had early screenings, and everyone seems to love it. Ironically, it's been banned in China. Oh shit. <laughs> Why would they ban it in China? What's so bad? I mean, I, every Hong Kong action film has people bl- being blown to bits all over the place. So uh, what's the what's the thing that they're they're banning it for? It Make says it here that their source. So the Hollywood Reporter, their sources have told them that the violence, nudity, and graphic language contributed to China denying the film permission to release in their country. So it's the combination. God forbid they see a little booby or a little dick. I don't get it. There's penis in there, maybe. Probably. I, I mean, but that's natural. I'm sure it's not for female nudity. It's got to be for somebody's for, for ass. You think, I bet. Uh, or Brian Reynolds' ass is in it. Uh, I, it's, that's that's going to hurt the sales of the box office ultimately. So maybe your thing about a PG-13 movie, this ties into that. They could save that by flipping it out if, now. Yeah, if China. Holy I crap. Think maybe that's damage control. You may control. be onto something. Shit. Yeah, it's damage control. Yeah, I mean, because like, like wow. there's PG thirteen is not something that you do like with your arm twisted. You want a PG thirteen movie because it can see get more eyeballs. Rugs, this is a moment for this. My spider shits are tingling. You just blew my mind, dude. You may if they switch it out, it's gonna be so shady. Wow, I didn't even I, that didn't even occur to me. It's interesting. Uh, oh, finally, just to wrap up this Deadpool uh, conversation, have you, did you see the uh, Australian Day promo? I'll put that link in here. Um, no, I did not okay, see it. Okay, I'm going to play the audio. It's really short, and it's hilarious. Uh, so basically, the visual for the listener, Deadpool's just sitting in a, in a living room on a sofa, and he's got like an Australian sun hat with a wide brim, and there's like marshmallows hanging from them. It's very weird, but here it is. It's almost Australia Day. I mean, seriously, I'd fit right in with your proud nation, with its shady criminal past and its predilection for blackout drinking and unrelenting condescension toward New Zealand. Only one teeny problem. 
You gave us Wolverine. And for that, I can't forgive you. I've got no problems with Hugh. I mean, he's a delightful guy. He really is. True legend. But the movie, that was a career low for me. You understand. Anywho, why am I here? Oh, right. Uh, happy Australia Day. Because that's a real thing. <laughs> Throw another shrimp on the barbie. I know you say that one, too. too. Grabs his hat. Oh, shit, that's a hat. You guys wear this. I thought I was getting swarmed by fucking diddly Australian bees. Dude, I love the marketing for this movie. That's like, but do you see how he's self-aware? He knows that Hugh played uh, a Wolverine in the movie, but that he was in the movie also. I love this. It's uh, it's very confusing, but it's great. It's confusing to me too, but hey, <laughs> fuck it. Let's do it. That's the point. All right. The crowd needs enema. (laughs) Where does he get those wonderful toys? Uh, Next bit of news I got here. We have official dates for Wonder Woman and Justice League Part 1. DC had a huge week this week, and we'll get into that moving forward. But we can expect Wonder Woman June 23rd, 2017, and Justice League Part 1 November 17th, 2017. Uh, and then Star Wars got shifted around, which ended up shifting around all these other movies. Yeah, they're all playing chess with each other at this point. So sh- Star Wars, they moved. Why do you think that they did this? This kind of concerns me. They moved it from May uh, 2017 to December 2017, giving them more time. I heard that from what I can tell that what I've been reading, they did this because they're rewriting some of the characters that people uh, related to that were popular. I don't know if this is a good idea, though. Well, look, uh, I said this before when we did the review of Star Wars, is that the J.J. Abrams model is to fucking do whatever the fuck you want to please the fans and then uh, worry about how to explain it later. That's what and doing. now the let's explain this shit later is falling onto this new guy who probably had a script and now he has to fucking uh, rewrite it because a lot of people are have all these questions See, and all of these things that they've pointed out and all these things that they've already figured out. And now they got to try and figure out how to fucking that's the whole thing. Lost came on. They figured it out in like the first week. Everybody's dead. And then they had to like jerk you off for three or four years before yeah. they actually told you that the same thing. Everybody knows who everybody is and the no, the mysteries like been figured out cuz all super nerds yeah have already thought thought this through a thousand times and posted it on the web and this and that so now they got to like go back to square one the internet is ruining everything look this is why this makes me nervous though because look the original trilogy there was a vision there was a definite he knew where it was going to go and he stuck to that and then even the prequels he, there was a story arc. There was a vision. There was these things set out that kind of continued. They're like they're like chapters of inside chapters. Now, who's running the fucking ship with these three Star Wars movies? This is all over the place. So this kind of tells you that they don't know where they were going, or if they had a plan, they're just going to cave now and uh, and uh, and and you know fan service the people more. Which uh, but Abrams is involved, so you know that the fan service, you know. He's all happen. about the yeah, he's all about the fan service. What this did that did get me excited though is that it moves up the so a slot opened and it moves up the Spider-Man reboot release date. Geek Mooner. I like that. It's coming out July 7th now, 2017. Because they moved uh Pirates of the Caribbean 
so all this shifting happened with all Disney's various properties and within properties within properties. It's very interesting. Is anybody clamoring for another Pirates movie? No, this like, is like the fucking sixth one, or it's I don't I lost count. The first yeah, one, yeah, like great. no one gives a fuck about no, this, no. this property anymore. No one gives a fuck about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, I'm also kind of thinking no one gives a fuck about Avatar. We've had this discussion where, like, uh, the biggest movie ever, but it seems to have had no cultural impact. Nobody – there's no hardcore Avatar fans. And I only bring this up because news came out once once Star Wars had moved to December – it was technically going to go up against Avatar 2. So James Cameron is working on the next three movies. So possibly he's working on Avatar 2, 3, 4, and maybe even a 5. Like he's going all out with this. But now he has said that he's moved uh, Avatar away from that date. So that got pushed back. Well, yeah, you don't want to it, – it's stupid. Well, that, that you have to do. You have too yeah. many people. He knows that it's going to pull away from his box office, so he's got to move it. Yeah, that I mean, that would have been a crazy battle, but there's no new date, so and he's still working on these movies, man. This is, it might take another ten years to see any of these movies, but uh, they're gonna be yeah. crazy. I, he's better. He better get cracking, dude. That's crazy. All right, we got a couple more things. Moving into comics, there's like some couple of crazy things that I just saw. Uh, DC is doing a, a complete relaunch again. Oh shit. For the millionth time they've done this. They're re... I don't know if it's a reboot. It's uh, It's going to be a hard renumbering. Number one. It's a one. fuck, you. It's a it's fuck a- you to everything. They're, this is this is really bad. They're, it's a number one in June. And what they're doing is they're going to focus on all their movie properties, bringing them in line with their comic books. A bad idea. Very bad idea. Nope. Dude, DC's sales are down for the first time in years. I've read, been reading articles from comic book retailers, and they're like, all sales are down, but DC sales are so down. Everyone's out. I'm only reading two titles. Uh, it, look, it's a mess. The people, the general uh, big audience for comics are guy, big old guys like us, like old fucks and maybe guys that are in their, starting their 30s. Yeah. That's the biggest demographic of people who buy comics. And we've already read all the best superhero stories that there is. It's true. And they can't, you know, and what they're doing is they're just giving everybody the finger with these resets and this fucking, the continuity is all fucked up. So everything that we grew up reading is now like thrown in the garbage. Pretty much, and now they're they're just catering to all the new fans and all people who are watching these movies, and maybe they want to read a comic book, but they don't want to start at issue 673 of Detective Comics, because it's a little daunting. I mean, I can kind of understand, but they just but did never this. Works. No, DC is notorious. They've done, they just did this five years ago. How many times are they going to reset and not get any fans? Yeah. yeah. Like, they've reset and not got fa- got new fans, so they just should stop it. I would love to talk to somebody. Um, I would like. I would like to talk to Dan Dildo and and see what he's Dan Dildo. Uh, And and, you know, Marvel is also they've done similar things, but they do it a little bit better. And we'll talk about that when we talk about the specials. There, it's a little more organic. But this is unbelievable. That again, there's. I mean, that they're rebooting everything. So also, like I said, I only read a couple books. One being Batman, written by Scott Snyder, and it's been a great run. He's been on it for five years. He is leaving Batman, and he's going to go over to Detective Comics. 
Uh, so we'll see but how he's still on Batman. He's still on Batman, but it's going to be interesting to see if it affects sales because Batman sells really good. Detective does not sell so good, but he's still on Batman. I think he gets to try different different things, and he doesn't have to work on like because he's doing these large story arcs on Batman. And uh, I, 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 it'd be cool if he he did some smaller stuff and more you know street level crime stuff on Detective. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. All right, gang. We have so many TV shows to talk about. Let's get to it. Doc and Nerd Podcast. Doc and Nerd. Uh, I'm going to hit this, even though this first part, we're going to talk about the specials. Hey, Sasuke Yusuf, how you doing? She says hi in the chat. Thanks for hanging out. You uh, So uh, you caught these specials, Rugs? There was two specials put on by Marvel and DC, respectively. On the I saw the Captain America one almost in its entirety. Okay. And then I fell asleep to the DC one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, let's start there. On Tuesday night, dude, this Tuesday night, there was like five hours of uh, superhero programming on television. It was Geek Boner. Geek Boner all over the place. Marvel put on this special, hour-long special called Marvel's Captain America, 75 Heroic Years. Uh, it was – now, all these specials, they're kind of these fluff promo pieces, right, Rugs? We kind of know that yeah. they're – you know, Marvel has Captain America Civil War coming out. So they had to come out and be like uh, – Hey, here's why Iron Man and Captain America are fighting. But I really enjoyed this special. It was produced really well, really slick, like way better than any fluff piece should be. Uh, I thought it, it was really good. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, if you're like don't know anything about Captain America or if you have an interest in it and you want to know about the history, it's pretty good. I mean, it gives you the overview. And he, of course, it doesn't cover everything. And there's a lot, you know, left out. But it generally gives you a good idea. It's, it's a good thing uh, to have to show to your kid if you want to get him into Captain America or one of your friends. Yeah. Uh, you know. Welcome to Jock and Nerd, everyone. This is uh, thanks, Jordan, for handing out the welcomes. Jordan's awesome. Uh, what th- what I liked about this is uh, they talked a lot about Jack Kirby and Joe Simon, and I think everyone should know about Jack Kirby. That's very important. Uh, I didn't know that Captain America in the forties was the, the issues were selling like a million copies. Uh, yeah, when it came out, that is insane. Like they don't sell that today. Uh, and well, during the war, yeah, they sold a lot, and there was no TV, no video games, no yeah. internet porn. You know, so there was people were just buying Captain America comics. Sasuke Yusuf says she watches only Flash and Arrow. Well, stick around because we're going to talk about those episodes that happened this week. Uh, I lo- I thought it was interesting how every time there's a war, Captain America gets popular again. Did you notice that? Like, yeah, he, people rally behind the cap. Yeah, and but he 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 reacts to the world. Like Watergate was the start of Cap versus the government storylines that have st- stuck around. And you know, from World War II to uh, Vietnam to nine eleven, Cap's popularity has risen with with each of those like it's a very it's very interesting that we because like they said in the show you always know what he what he's gonna do he's like a straight arrow and you want to see how he reacts to the world changing around him that's true that's what makes him interesting he's a fish out of water he's a guy that no longer exists the kind of guy that he is you know they went away a long time ago after the war and uh he's still around and he still thinks the same way he still has the same beliefs yeah, it was great. You got to see, you heard from Chris Evans and the old creators. Uh, very good special, Marvel. Good job. Now we're just talking about how DC is making their comics in line with the movies. Look, Marvel does this too. You may or may not know. Currently in the comic books, Steve Rogers is not Captain America. He he's been drained of his super soldier serum. He's an old man, and the Falcon 
has taken up the mantle. He's Falcon America. Uh, that's not his name. I just like to call him that. Yeah. Falcon America. So, but here's what they're doing this spring. Just in time for Captain America Civil War, Steve Rogers is returning to Captain America. Oh, shit. There will be two series. There will be a series that says Captain America, Sam Wilson. And then there's another title, Captain America, Steve Rogers. That's not confusing, right? No. Yeah, they're both, sure. They're captains of America. That's all. Yeah. All right. Captain's so they're, America. They're Captain's Americas. What's the right way? Is it Captain America's or Captain's Americas? Um, the second one. Okay. Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out the Jock and Nerd podcast. What I forgot to mention is after we do our show, we are going to open it up to the blabbers and geek out with whatever you guys want. So stick around, hang out, pop in, or pop, in pop out. Uh, but we're going to open it up and geek out with you guys. So... The same night, over on the CW network, they had two half-hour specials. Dun, dun, dun. The first one was DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Their Time is Now special, which was kind of pointless uh, clip recap show. Yeah. Good for new viewers. And, I mean, yes. some of the stuff, it was a good recap. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. But, uh, yeah, it was all pretty. Yeah, funny. but who's really watching this? No I don't one- know. Like, no one's tuning in for that. Right. It, it was uh, it was kind of pointless. And what it made me realize, though, is that I've been uh, poo-pooing DC's strategy of having shows on all different networks. And, like, it's not in the same place in different universes. Uh, but if you think about it, right now, DC has a superhero show on Monday through Thursday. This is true. Right? Now, if you count... Uh, all the shows and the new shows coming out, which are Lucifer, which is Vertigo, which is DC, Preacher, which is Vertigo, which is DC. DC has eight shows on on four different networks. Oh, shit. Uh, their domination is a plan is maybe it's kind of smart after all. Yeah, but they're going to burn the shit out of all like they're going to like wear this out. They're wearing everybody out. Like well, we can't even keep up with this shit. No, dude, there was so much that all week long there's fucking DC shows. Uh Rugs Lucifer is premiering Monday, the 25th this Monday. Are we watching it? Are you watching it? I have no interest in it at all. Uh, Jordan's right. The shows have to be decent. And so and amongst these shows are various levels of quality and, uh, you know, goodness, good geekiness. So like I'm not interested in Lucifer one bit. No, I, I mean, I never read a Lucifer comic. Why would I watch a Lucifer show? Uh, well, I watch Preacher. I watched Constantine, even though it wasn't the greatest show. I watched it because I like Constantine. I like Lucifer. I just like the idea of like the devil being your protagonist. That's kind of interesting. Like how they gonna yeah, I mean, I'll give it a whirl, but I mean, I don't know. Okay, that's uh that was that special. The next special, however, uh was very Geek Boner. Very geek boner all over the place. This was DC Films. They're calling themselves DC Films presents Dawn of the Justice League. This was the name of the special hosted by the geek godfather, Kevin Smith, with and Jeff Johns, who is like CEO of DC Comics and uh, an awesome writer and has rebooted everything. Uh, what did you think of this special, Rugs? Well, I tuned in to see uh, the Wonder Woman trailer. Well, they had, it wasn't a trailer. It was footage. Uh, and I was kind of impressed with the footage. You, could you see it? It was the, in the dark. Okay, I it, mean, it was like... Yes. 
they what the fuck is this? Like they they it was lit so dark. <laughs> Did they do it on purpose? Are they trying to like uh disguise the footage or something? I don't know. I may have adjusted the brightness on my computer or my TV for a second. Look, it looked like it was shot through a fucking muddy lens a little bit. It was very desaturated in line with the color palette of all these fucking Warner Brothers DC movies. But her fighting against the World War One guy in slow-mo was kind of cool. And her on a horseback with a sword, that was kind of badass. Okay, but I still, I don't know, I still... I feel like she's kind of like not Wonder Woman. I feel like I just don't feel like she really embodies. I mean, I love Gal Gadot. She's sexy. She looks. I mean, she looks great. But uh, I don't know. I just don't feel the power. I don't feel the command. The presence. She needs a little more presence. presence. Yeah. And they don't show her talking at all in any of these clips, by the way. Yeah. So they, but they interviewed her and she has like a heavy, like Israeli accent, is it? So that's going to be interesting to see. They don't, you're right. We have yet to see her utter many words as it's going to throw everybody off when they start hearing her talking like, and she sounds like a, like a rabbi or something. (laughs) She'd be like, Oi, Batman, why do you have to with the batarang all the time? No, I mean, her, her accent's like Eastern European. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't do the Israeli. It's I mean, like Borat. I mean, it's Israeli, but it's like, I mean, you, it could pass for Eastern European. It could pass. That's true. For a Greek accent, if you, in a pinch. So she, you know? and she comes from the country of Themyscira or whatever. So it could, that's what they sound like there. Well, that's all we know. Isn't that mascara? Where where would that be located? Would that be like where uh, somewhere in the because like the it, aren't the Amazons kind of like near Thrace and uh, and all of those uh, ancient Greek colonies that were in actually where Turkey is? Yeah, that's I always imagined it in the Mediter- Mediterranean somewhere. Yeah, yeah, an island, a like lost where island, Turkey or Istanbul is or whatever, not so. Constantinople. So the Wonder Woman should look good. I love this special because look, I love Kevin Smith. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan, and much like Kevin Smith, like I talk with my hands, but and he talks with his hands, and I thought that he was gonna poke Jeff Johns in the eye at some point. I was waiting for that. It was hilarious. Uh, but I knew it that both of these specials, I was like. Look, they have to explain why these fucking superheroes are fighting each other this summer because people are did just they? like, well, look, in 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 the first in the Captain America one, they did it better. They kind of explained the setup between Captain America and Iron Man. In this one, Kevin Smith just asked Jeff Johns. He's like, "All right, buddy, why are Batman and Superman fighting? Explain it to the people." Like he just came out and asked him and he had to and go what he just had to explain. He explained what we knew. Like, uh, Superman's an alien, and Bruce's uh, building was hurt and damaged. He doesn't trust them, and Lex is playing both of them, and blah, blah, blah. And then they went, and, like, they explained all of the Justice League and all their parts, and he got to see a little bit of Ezra Miller and uh, some concept art. But uh, it's just funny. They don't, they don't – they have to explain this shit. They have to explain this shit to people. Why is everybody fighting now? The best – also, ooh, I like the – green. he said Green Lanterns are coming. This is what I like. This is what they should do. They have a little bit of potential here because you have – he basically broke it down. He's like you have an alien. You have a god. You have an underwater guy. You got a speedster time travely guy. You got a tech guy. And then we need a space guy. And he said there will be Green Lantern movies. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Now, if they – this is very – a lot like the new 52 Justice League. It's not a bad play. I like this setup of these seven – and then you have just fucking Bruce Wayne who's human amongst all these crazy people. Now, if they could somehow make this float. But this movie has so many things going on in it. I don't know. By the end of it, we're supposedly going to see all of them or something. 
Batman. Well, I mean, that's not a far stretch. I mean, it could be just a one second cameo. You know what the problem is also? I was reading, somebody made a good point. The title of the movie is Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. That's like two movie ideas squished together. Like, I wish he just focused on one. He could have made a Batman versus Superman and then like a separate Dawn of, like it's two movies. It's too much. Yeah. Right? It's too much. Uh, Jock versus nerd. Dawn of stupidity. Oh, there you go. Coming this, this summer. Jock versus nerd. Uh, so the big cool shit, though, was the new Suicide Squad trailer. Geek boner. Uh, I watched this a bunch of times, Rugs. How many times did, did you, you like it? it? I think it took a lot of the mystery out of it, of everything. Uh, here's what I liked about it. I love the music they used. I love the way it was cut. It was cut very well. Very good use of the Bohemian Rhapsody song. Because that song is kind of like the team. Like, it's melodic, and then it gets crazy. And the team is kind of like quiet and then the movie will just get insane. I like that. I like seeing that there's going to be magic in this movie a little bit. There's El Diablo shooting fire. Enchantress has some magic-y things. Um, I'm a big Katana fan. We got to see her soul sword. And uh, she's going to be sucking up some souls. I'm still not sold on Jared Leto, maybe. I don't know. Or or, or Harley Quinn. She looks great. But I feel like that, uh, you know... I would have liked to see a little bit of a New York accent in there. Yeah, she has none of that. She's playing yeah. it straight. She is a little – people like the comedy in those lines, and they were okay lines. Arlene Sorkin was, was, is the voice of Harley Quinn. And she, she is. Yeah, uh, and she's got the, uh, the, the thick uh, New York accent. Yeah. I think Leto is still coming off as trying too hard for this. I don't – the fact that it says damage tattooed on his forehead is a little douchebaggy. Listen, we saw the photos and we knew it was going to be stupid. I, but I didn't think it would actually be on him. I thought it was just for the photo. I was hoping. You're wrong. You're always wrong when it comes to this stuff. You're I always know. optimistic. And you can't be optimistic in this world we live in because it's, every, it's bullshits everywhere. Bullshits everywhere. I like I like that they had Jared Leto in the tuxedo with the white carnation kind of homage to the the, the classic Alex Ross uh, illustration of Joker and Harley Quinn. Uh, there's a lot. There's some Easter eggs. Uh, it's got me a little more excited for the movie. I like that it's not all the Will Smith show. I was afraid of that. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm going to watch it. Right. I'll be there. You know, it's just like, do how do I feel about it? Do I feel confident in this? Like, when's the last time you went into a movie feeling confident it was going to rock your world? Well, I mean, I, look, you never I, know. I feel like this movie is like Guardians of the Galaxy for them. It's a it's a big gamble. Like, even the trailer is cut similar to the Guardians trailer with, like, 70s rock music. And it's a bunch of misfits coming yeah. together as a team. Like, it's almost the same thing. Uh, but I'll tell you what, what really excited me uh, is before that came out, did you see these posters? The yeah, Suicide no. Squad posters are awesome i the love graphic posters yeah, yeah. the there uh i put a, a link in the show notes there and there'll be images in the show notes and a link in the chat there are these garish bright green neon background with uh skull illustrations that are modeled after all the characters and, and then there's one with them in the, kind of the same color palette i love i love this uh campaign for suicide squad these posters are rock like they're so good yeah, yeah, I see it. It's right? cool. Now, just yeah. but like just compare that to like the Batman versus Superman promo art that's all like desaturated and broody and fucking grimy also. Like this is a it's very refreshing to see this for Suicide Squad, which kind of gives me 
a little bit more hope and excitement for this movie. Yeah, it's graffiti. Well, you know, yeah. you know, the the villains in Batman are the color, and Batman's always very somber and very dark. So that's a good point. It, it's par for the course. Speaking of villains, who is the who do you think the villain is in this movie? Is it Enchantress? Is it the Joker? I think it's the Joker. I think the Joker is this guy. Look, there's no real <laughs> Trump. Real TLN says Trump is the villain. Well, yeah, he's the villain uh, in real in IRL. Yeah, <laughs> Trump is Joker. By the way, Heath Ledger uh, died twenty uh, eight years ago today. On this day. On this day. Oh well. January twenty second. The best. Pop- rest in peace, my friend. Rest in peace. We to did a good the, performance. The best fucking Joker we've had. Uh, and we'll see what Jared does with it. But uh, I think Jared's going to be fine. Yeah. You know, I've seen shittier jokers, you know, but you know. it's it's look, it's a it's a it's a different take. It's definitely a different, fresh, new take. So. Like that guy on Gotham. I fucking hated him. Uh, Yeah. Wait, I, I mean, oh, the Cameron, the redhead. He's not the Joker. He's dead. And it's uh, yeah, I hated that whole thing. I hated that with a passion. Um, uh, he's a uh, real TLN says, I think Luke Skywalker Joker rocked. Well, Mark Hamill, also one of the best Jokers uh, audioly. Definitely. Well, that only works on the cartoon. That would never work in real life. It's a little too over the top if you did that in real life. Though, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be? Uh, OK. And then uh, I just wanted to mention a little Walking Dead and uh, Batman vs Superman crossover. This was a shout out to Kevin and Chris from 365 who brought this to my attention. Uh, we already know that Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's playing Negan on Walking Dead, he's playing Thomas Wayne in the flashback of, you know, Batman's origin in Batman vs. Superman. Lauren Cohen, who plays Maggie on The Walking Dead, is playing Martha Wayne in Batman vs. Superman. So uh, a lot of crazy uh, connections there. Good comic book connections. That's pretty dope. Right? Okay, gang. Let's get to this week's TV shows. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Okay, now here's the real spoiler alerts. Prepare to be spoiled! I hope you guys have watched all the comic book superhero shows uh, because we're going to spoil the crap out of them right now. Now, Rugs, we're going to start with Supergirl. We're just going to go like chronologically through the week. Have you caught up? Because we have a little catch and catch up to do. We yeah, missed the- I've been watching it. Okay, we missed the last when last we talked on the on a Jock and Weekly, we missed a couple episodes. So. Let's go back to episode eight. Episode eight and nine were kind of like this two-part arc dealing with uh, Astra and the Kryptonians and that whole situation. Um, In the meantime, Kat got hacked with her email, and then she was on to Kara being Supergirl for a second. Yes. And this is what – I kind of liked how they did this because I was like – uh, she's going to have to do the slapsticky shit running around trying to pretend like it's not her, it's her. But they nipped this in the bud. How did you think about how they handled this? They got the Martian manhandler to come in and <laughs> pretend to be Kara. The marshmallow man muffler. Uh, yeah. ooh, the marshmallow muffler hunter came in. and They got Jeff Johns to come in. They got and- John, jo- John Jeff Jones to come in and be Kara standing next to her in front of Kat. And it was kind of funny because I was like, okay. Like, your logical mind says these are two separate people, but just fucking look at them. It's the same person. What's the matter yeah. with you? Now it's, like, even more evident. They're standing next to each other. They look exactly like 
you guys are, uh, you gotta be the same person. Hair's like, a little, Jeff I, Johns should have like made their hair like a little different or like maybe your lips a little bigger just to like fuck with them. That's the bit. thing. He could, he could morph into anything. So maybe he, oh, that would have been even better. Yeah. I, if he could have just made her nose a little smaller, whatever, something. just to like throw her off. You know? The identical person. That's not me. It's she's right here. But why I like this is because that episode, uh, you know, Hank Henshaw is kidnapped by the Kryptonians and Nan, and he doesn't change. And very quickly, she finds out uh, Hank is Martian Manhunter. And then right as I'm like, okay, this is great. Now go get rid of this Cat Grant thing. They do it. They like actually – I so I think some people didn't like that, but I was really happy that – but I, she may still be on to her a little bit. We don't know yet. Well, if the the cat gets out of the bag that uh, Jeff Johns is really uh, a shapeshifter. Yeah. John Jones. John Jones. John Jones. What, what's John, his name? What's his name is John, John Jones. But he's, no, no, no. The guy that he is pretending oh, to be. Hank Henshaw. Yeah. So if they, if she finds out that Hank Henshaw, everybody has two the same letter in their name. <laughs> I know. There's a whole lot of uh, – they do that. Lois Lane – uh, Clark Kent has uh, well C sounds. That's not, but DC does that a lot. You'll notice. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Well, whatever. When, if, if the cat gets out of the bag that he's some kind of shapeshifter, then she's gonna, you know, suspect that she was bamboozled. Yeah. So I like how they're using Marshmallow. So that was episode eight, Hustle Takeover. Episode nine, Blood Bonds, which brings us to this week's episode, episode ten, season one, Childish Things, which dealt with Wynn's father. Who is the Toy Man? Now, this is kind of a Villain of the Week uh, episode, you know, in the sense that Toy Man escapes and he's caught by the end of the episode. Wraps up a little nice meat and a nice little bowl. Nice little package. But it opens the door for two things. Yes. Number one, you get Martian Manhunter once again going in and fucking with Maxwell Lord and now letting the cat out of the bag that there's another alien because he's got him on video. Oh, well, he doesn't know who that is, so he saw him phase through the door on the video, but yeah. as himself, but he's not sure, but he doesn't know who that is yet, but he'll figure it out. Yeah, and then another thing is that Henshaw had to, like, do something bad to that guy, mind wipe him. That was fucking great, dude, so he, he, uh, he mind wipes the guy, and this dude is fucked up, like... Instead of just mind wiping the incident, he doesn't remember his baby, his family, who he is. Yeah, he and, did a front to back and a back to front wipe. Oh, he frontal lobotomied that dude, and I was like, "Damn, that's a strong power." And he felt bad about it, and he's like, "Fuck, I, uh, I, I, I shouldn't have done that." I loved how they were training in the beginning a little bit. Seeing them flying together that gave me a little geek boner. Gave me a little geek boner. Yeah, I don't know about the training. They were just like that was lame training. Put but, your arms up. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't say anything. They just like they were just flying with each other, like you know, very very happy. Like we, I love Toy Man's fucking ninja deadly yo-yos. I want that. Where can I? Geek where can I buy those? I've always, <laughs> I've always wanted killer yo-yos. I don't know and, why. And then there's the biggest thing that happened in the episode. Yes, was that Wynn tried to give uh, care of the old uh, French kissy kiss. He tried to he tried to fappin uh, Supergirl there, and he he did. He told he tells her he loves her. He I like how he's like, look, I'm afraid I'm gonna snap. I'm afraid because he explains his dad just snapped one day, went crazy. And Toy Man is a character in the comic books. In fact, that doll. That doll looks like uh, one version of Toy Man from like the '70s comic books. That would be good. 
<laughs> Real Tia Lennon said she would have sucked his intestines through his mouth. Well, she wants to suck on the other guys. I don't see. This is what I don't like: is this fucking love triangle. Like, Win is into Kara, Kara's into James, James is with uh, Lucy Lane. But yeah, you can't make out with Supergirl. She'll she'll suck a hole through your head if she's not careful. Well, if you look at the fabbing videos, there's there's actual. Uh, <laughs> No, there's fabbing pictures. There's actually <laughs> photographs of this do- document. Wait, there's videos? No, there's just photos. Yes, uh, just wait, if there was videos, we, that's it. Game listen. over. I'm not going to tell you but what. No, to do I mean like, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, she's Clark Kent hooks up with Lois Lane, so why can't she have a boyfriend that's a normal guy? Yeah, except he's gonna. He's got a dark side. You know, this, I'll tell you, Supergirl, the last couple of episodes, to me, have been the least, like, groan-inducing eye-rolling. There's still one or two things, but it's getting less. I don't know if the show is growing on me. We're just getting used to this. Or stupidity. I'm getting used to it. She makes a great Supergirl, really. Honestly, though, Rugs, this whole week has kind of started to turn me on DC a little bit. Uh, I was kind of getting excited about some of their shit. Like, they had a huge push. It was like hashtag DC week. All the shit that we're talking about came out. And it got me a a little bit excited for some of their stuff. I still think uh, BVS is uh, not going to work. So, all right, anything else about Supergirl, Rugs? No, I mean, as I said, it's plugging along. It's chugging along. It's doing its thing. Uh, it's not the worst show. It's not the best show. It's there. And, you know, it's it's aware of itself. It's making, uh, you know, it's kind of like steering the ship in a good direction. And they're and they're getting a little bit more um, streamlined as they go. Yeah, There's not we, as much baggage. Yes. Yes. Maybe that's what it is. And uh, we can look forward to more because it's the Berlanti universe. They love to pull from the comic books. We can look forward to more characters uh, like Bizarro and some other characters from the books to show up. So. All right, I watched this far. I might as well watch the rest of it. Uh, All right, guys, we're going to go to the next show. Agent Carter came back this week, season two, with two episodes. They played the first two episodes of this series. And uh, I like this show. Rugs, what do you think? Yeah. No? It's, it's, this show is very interesting. I've always found it interesting that fans of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it, like, divides them. Like, half of them hate the show and half of them, like, get it, love it. Like, I mean, I understand what they're trying to do, but I just – it just doesn't work for me. It okay, so really work. this is really funny. I was going to uh, I was gonna save this email for the end of the show, but it relates to this. I got to read it. We got an email at the old email. If you guys want to contact us, it's show at jockandnerd. Dot com. We have an email from uh, one Anthony Clegg. This is what he says. He says, I love Flash. I love Arrow. I love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I love all the Marvel films that have been released so far, even the Incredible Hulk. So my question is, why is Agent Carter so shit? It's the cheesiest, worst written program on TV. P.S. I like her boobs. And then he signs it Tortuga. Now, uh, I think... Uh, I don't think it's the cheesiest, worst written program on TV. I will give that title to Supergirl. Oh, shit. Yeah. But I, I agree with the PS, I like her boobs. Uh, Haley Atwell is amazing on this show. And the girl playing Dottie, I like her as a brunette. I don't know. Well, you know, uh, the girl playing Dottie is, uh, what's her name? Bridget Regan, 
who was on Legend of the Seeker and was actually really awesome on that show. I mean, her acting's not the greatest, but she's a tall. Uh, actually, um, a lot of people were using her as a Wonder Woman um, oh, inspiration because they wanted. There was a big campaign to get her to be ah. Wonder Woman at one point because when she was playing uh, the character on Legend of the Seeker, she had uh, dark black hair and she has these light eyes and okay. fair skin. Yeah, and she has this the Wonder Woman build. She's got like you know she's gotten really skinny after she had a kid. Okay, but um. <laughs> But before that, she was a little bit more substantial. But um, yeah, she's uh, a nerd uh, geek favorite. Because uh, so in last season, Agent Carter, she gets away at the end and she was blonde. And then when she came back, I was like, wait, is that Dottie? She's very striking. You're right. I love it. She's tall. I like her presence. She's kind of sexy spy thing going on. Uh, I like that. But like, so there's, there's two storylines going on. Uh, uh, Agent Carter goes to Hollywood and Jarvis is there. And man, for me, Jarvis gets the best lines. He steals every scene he's in. He's, uh, he's hilarious. Like he had, re- he had some great lines. I do like, I mean, I do like the show but it's just something's not working for me. Is what is your that- uh, like? So do you think he says it's it's uh, I don't think it's other sh- other shit. I I enjoy the period piece of it. I kind of enjoy uh, the spy aspect of it. Um, I, I I have to say I some I think that um, and you're going to you're going to kill me for this. Is I think Haley Atwell just doesn't. I don't believe her as a spy. I believe her as being a woman trying to do a job, but I don't believe her as, as an ass kicker. I don't believe her as like someone like Jarvis at one point says, what do you do in your spare time? Put, assemble shotguns or rifles? Yeah, yeah. He goes, assemble. What do you do to her? He goes, what do you do to her? And I'm like, I would rifles? never say, say that to her. She doesn't. She's first of all, she's English. She comes off all proper and stuff. There's, yeah. It doesn't seem like she like, uh, you know. I know they're trying to make her seem like she gets down and dirty and doesn't want. But the, she, it started with a pretty cool fight scene between uh, Peggy and Dottie, and, and the stunt women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and, well, can, it was the stunt woman. Uh, but ah, so you don't buy her as like this tough uh, spy no, thing. I don't huh? buy her as as. as uh, I don't know. I just don't buy it. It's, I, I can't believe it. Like I watched uh, Rogue Nation with, uh, you know, that the Tom Cruise movie, the Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had an English woman there that looked like she could just do some damage. Whatever. She sold it to me. You know, uh, I you know, you have to sell it. Like even when I watch Nikita, Maggie Q, yeah, she, no, she can hold a gun. She can do the moves and she she's convincing. Agent Carter, like. This woman is like an English act- actress that did like plays in Broadway. Like doing karate in action is not, she's not, it's not cast. Uh, a Roundsville says in the chat that it's, uh, it's shot in, Cal- it's like, relocated to California. It is shot beautifully uh, it, and it looks great. Uh, I, uh, man, I guess I kind of see what you're saying. I do, I, I enjoy her though. Like she's, she's very charming to watch. The two of them, her and Jarvis are great together. I like how they're introducing. This dark, gooey thing. Yeah, but they shouldn't write her as this dark force. Like, uh, she, they shouldn't write her as this character. They should write her as another character and, ha- and 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 saddle her with somebody that's more convincing in that other strong arm role. But she's, they're trying it, to shoehorn this thing that like she's like uh, a woman that could do everything, and it's the, I don't believe it. I'm sorry, I the, just don't believe it. I mean, it's kind of like a detective show, noir show. Uh, right, you know, for this season, and uh, there's a lot they do. I guess some of the like when they talk about like the racism and sexism in the 40s, some of it is a little 
a little much. Yeah, it's heavy-handed. It's a little heavy-handed. Uh, I like this mystery aspect, though, of this lady in the lake and uh, this free. The, it's kind of like supernatural. With uh, she's got this freezing energy that just freezes things around her. This is this dark force that's related to what we saw in Agents of Shield with that character Blackout, and it's also going to tie into Doctor Strange and when his movie comes out. So th- I like that. It's very well produced, very well directed. Yeah. Um, the story's moving in a cool direction. We want to know what happens. We want to know, you know, what's going to happen, especially with the girl that's back, Dottie, back at the in the city. Yeah. So like while she's so while Peggy's in California trying to figure out this freezing, uh, like the lake freezes over in the middle of the day uh, in the summer, which uh, which is weird. So while they're trying to figure this mystery out, there's something that ties Dottie back to it. Right. Yeah, there's the lapel that, the pin. The lapel pin she finds, yes. Yeah, okay. So basically we know that there's some shadow organization. We know from the symbol that it's going to be Hydra. Oh, is that, that same? It's that same symbol that's on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ah, that's Remember the, that weird yeah. thing that looks like an A? Yeah, they, you know, that when that, uh, that, uh, Fitz and whatever Simmons was looking oh, up. Oh, that's right. And that's connected to the secret, that secret console. Yeah, so that's the secret fucking uh, Illuminati, you know, council, the one, the, the evil Illuminati that they have over there. So, again, on this one, they're kind of like trying to shoehorn this romance with that, the scientist, uh, Wilkes, that dude who's yeah, kind of like flirting with her. Yeah, like she wants to be with the guy who limps. <laughs> but again, then, this is the same thing. He wants to be with her. She wants to be with Sousa. Sousa's got a girlfriend he's going to propose to. I hate this stuff. Why do they do this? It's the same shit as the fucking Supergirl triangle. Yeah, they just, they have to do it. Yeah. I don't know why. They just, the writers, that's what they do. They just like, they have a hat and they have like plot lines and they just pull a plot. Oh, we're going to do that one. And uh, you know what? When we talk about these shows week by week, like, Every week, there's similarities that run through all the shows, whether they do it knowingly or not. It's really weird. Uh, but at the end of the second episode, Wilkes is going to grab the black goo, and uh, the Chadwick's wife shows up, and the thing drops, and there's like an explosion, and they're gone. Do I think he's going to have powers when he co- he's not dead? No, they got to bring him back. They can't kill off the black guy. That's just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to come back. They never ever kill off the black guy. <laughs> no, no. I think I think he's going to come back and he's going to have some kind of weird powers or he'll be like freezy. But I, I got me. I'm uh I'm going to I'm in for the ride. I'm watching it begrudgingly, but I'm yeah. watching it. it I it, hate the I hate the dresses that they put her in. <laughs> Just such how the house frau dresses. Like I know it's supposed to be the 50s, but like it's I watch me? Masters of Sex. Yeah. And uh yeah, the, you know, you, you see uh They could sex it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, even though it was 1947 Los Angeles, you know there was some fucking deviant pervert shit going on somewhere. Let's see some of that. <laughs> the redhead has a great wardrobe, uh, A. Ronsville said. Who is there? Who is there? Oh, the girl? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Oh, we got to see Jarvis's that's, wife. That's Mrs. Jarvis's Mrs. wife. Mrs. Jarvis was kind of funny. I love, dude, Jarvis was doing like a power snatch. Did you see that? The beginning of like the yeah. second episode. <laughs> he's like lifting weights and he's chasing out. Jarvis, uh, Jarvis made me giggle, so. Yeah, I mean, you'd think in California that they would be she'd be dressed a little bit like a little bit less, like a nice sundresser with a nice hat yeah, or whatever. Uh, like, you know, it's I guess it's stuff. It's the pre fifties, and everybody's uh, uptight. Wilkes was Still, smooth I though. I liked uh, the his game where he's like, "Look, I'll meet you. Meet me here," and it's like at a bar. And then he's like, 
hey, you want to dance first? I can talk and dance at the same time. And he's getting her to drink. I was like, dude, you're smooth. He nice moves. On, yeah, he was putting on the Lando moves. He was putting on the Lando Calrissian moves, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's funny you say that because the ratings for came out and they said that ratings were down for agents. Saggy ratings. Saggy ratings, saggy boobs. But listen, that night, there was that night, there was five hours of television on. So people may have watched it. I didn't watch it live. I yeah, watched it on the DVR. There was too much to watch. So... I feel like people made the choice to watch the DC stuff and maybe went back to DVR, the Agent Carter. But I love all of it, of course. Gotcha. <laughs> like, you know what the funny thing is? Like, if you want to just cast any woman into any of these roles, you just get Lucy Lawless from like 1995. Fuck yeah, dude. She's and great. She would own everything. She is great in Ash versus the Evil Dead. Are you watching that at all? It's so No, I want, I want to. I have to watch it. I have to start watching it. Uh, it's amazing. A. Ronswell said he watched it live while tweeting the writers. That's a lot of fun on the Twitter these days because that's what I like that DC was doing this week. Their cast, their writers, they were also pushing. You can inter- you can watch the show and you can interact with them. That's, uh, that's pretty fucking cool. Okay. All right, gang. Uh, let's move on to the next show. The Jock and Podcast. Jock and nerd. All right, we are entering firmly into a Greg Berlanti verse on the CW with uh, a string of shows. We're going to start with this week's The Flash. Yay! Season two, episode ten. What do you think of this show, Rugs? It was. Uh, I was excited for it to come back. The show overall, to me, was okay. Yeah. Well, still more of the same. Okay. Things that happened. The major thing that happened is Patty Spivet is now getting the fuck out. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So, while we're, we're led to believe, we're led yeah. to believe. Like, so there's a, a Barry's about to tell her. Everyone's like, oh, "You should tell Patty, tell Patty," and he's about to tell her because he's missing things. And she's like, "Dude, what? What's up? We got to get past having fun." And before he could tell her, she's like, "I'm moving to Midway City to go to school there." Midway City, by the way, it's where the Suicide Squad takes place. Whoa. Home of the Suicide Squad. So that's a nice little Easter egg. Yeah, she's moving. And the other time, the other story is we meet this villain called the Turtle, which is also from the comic books. I like turtles. (laughs) Turtles. This dude, he's kind of a schlubby dude who has the power to slow time down around him. Yes. Which in turn traps Barry when he's trying to run. And then he's got to, like, pulse and, like, put out extra force to stop him. Yes. Uh, and also we find out Wally West is uh, – in the beginning, he's a little bit of a dick. and a uh, dick. And I was like, oh, he's up to something. And what's he up to, Ruggs? He's up to Grand Theft Auto. No, what? he's up to uh, – he's racing cars. <laughs> oh, shit. He's fast and furiousing all over. And yeah, he's from he's- uh, Keystone City, which is uh, home of some other DC superhero. I forget. He's, he's doing the whole thing, racing the cars. He's fast on wheels. He's uh, So uh, they're setting up this thing that Wally West likes speed. Hmm. I wonder where that's yeah, going to get to. for speed. Yes. I, I like Barry having nightmares of Zoom in the beginning, which is all what kind of set off, should I tell her? Because yeah. he was dreaming of Zoom killing Patty, and Wells is like, dude, don't do it, because he's going to come and kill her. <laughs> and everyone else is like, oh, you should tell her. You love her. Let her in. And we also find out uh, something else from this episode. What's that? We find out a lot of things. Yeah. We find out that Jay Garrick is dying because he lost the speed force. 
Yes. Hey, guys, coming into the room. Thanks for checking us out. This is the Jock and Nerd podcast. We are talking about this week's episode of The Flash. And uh, I thought that was interesting. That's why he's dying, because he doesn't have the speed force. Like, they're talking like he's ill, like he has cancer or something. Hey, Crystal, how's it going? Crystal. But uh, Caitlin needs to help him get his speed force back somehow. I don't know how they're going to do that. I mean, I, I'm, I assume what's going to happen is when this whole Zoom thing kind of figures itself out, uh, Jay Garrick's going to get his powers back and Wally West is going to get the speed. They're going to oh. suck this. They're going to suck Zoom speed out. That may be how everybody gets their shit back by stealing it from uh, from Zoom. OK. And then the reverse flash comes and he'll take the place of Zoom. Ooh, that's that's possible. Uh, that that's interesting. Or, or maybe they keep Zoom and they get rid of the Reverse Flash. Caitlin will become killer. We're gonna see Caitlin as Killer Frost in Earth Two. Uh, so the end of this was kind of interesting, where they capture the turtle and they put him in the fucking uh, their pipeline, where nobody knows where they poop or how they eat or where they sleep. It's just a yeah. Room. They have no toilets and they have no yeah. They have no toilets. And Wells too shows up. He opens the thing, he goes in there, and he shoves the thing up the guy's nose, up the turtle's nose. And I wasn't sure if he pulled something out or put something in. And, like, he kills him. Does he kill him? I don't know. We'll find out next week. That was crazy. We will find out next week. Also, Thawne, and then at the end, Thawne's back in time, and he doesn't know where he is. And we're going to see the reverse flashback next week. I don't know how that's possible that he's still around. It's a different thought from a different timeline. Oh, you're probably right. Just like they do. Uh, When you you can speed through the time in different, uh, you know, dimensions and shit, you know, anything's possible. So this may be another, eh, that's possible. Uh, The show, it was was okay. I think they, like, uh, have to, like, ramp it back up again after that awesome mid-season finale. Yeah, it was kind of, like, lukewarm. But, you know, everything's being set in the place. They're setting shit up, I guess. It's more pieces setting, because there's 23 goddamn episodes, people. They can't all be winners, but uh, I usually I like the filler episodes. This one, I was like, all right, it's okay. It's fine. Just they're moving things along. And if they're moving things along, Rugs, we're going to move things along. Let's get That's to That's a good idea. Let's go. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Hi, everyone. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. We are talking about this week's Arrow. If you guys hang out, once we wrap up the show, we're going to open it up and geek out with whatever you guys want to geek out about. We love geeking out about everything. Uh, this week's Arrow. We're in season four. Episode 10 comes back from the mid-season break. Episode titled Blood Debts. Yes. A lot of blood in titles uh, lately. This is true. (laughs) Blood Debts. That opens, uh, how does it open? Oh, yeah. It opens back at that graveyard scene, which is now four months from now. It was six months from now. It's now four months from now. And they set it up to where we're still not sure Who's in the grave? Barry is there. And Ollie's like, I'm going to kill the son of a bitch. I'm going to kill him. I don't know what we're talking about. Now, we remember we left off Ruggs. Uh, little Felicity got shot up pretty good. Yeah. And so they're cutting They're cutting scenes of her in the hospital with uh, Ollie being badass, trying to get a location on Dark, beating the shit out of people. Well, let's speed this up a little bit. Okay. Okay. So basically, we find out that Felicity shot. She goes to the hospital. And then she has to get an operations. Several the operations. Whole time, 
Yeah, because the bullet like uh, did some nerve damage in her, in her spine, I'm guessing. The whole time, Ollie's just like trying to fucking get dark. Damien Dark, he's trying to fucking kick his ass. And he gets dark and, and, while getting dark. He loses a little bit of his humanity. Sure, he's like telling everybody that he's going to kill him. He's yeah. going to kill Dark. He's going to fucking go back to being a killer. And then we also see that Anarchy is loose. That guy named Anarchy, and he's he's got a burnt face because uh, uh, Speedy fucked him up with uh, her rage. Lonnie Mansion. Yeah, Thea fucking burned him and created him. Really? So... The way this shit, the way this shit uh, happens is, uh, I don't know how exactly you want to explain this, but Ollie's plan is basically to use Anarchy, who wants to kill Dark too, right, to lead him to Dark. It was kind of confusing, so, though. Yeah, it was very confusing. Like he 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 gets him and then breaks him out and then gets him again and then he escapes at the end but anarchy's still out there i was i was i like the idea of anarchy i was kind of unimpressed with him i like his mask it's creepy i wish he had spray painted the fucking anarchy sign on the mask that would have looked cool yeah that would be cool cuz i think he's going i think he's going to keep evolving uh yeah he'll probably get there i don't understand how he knows how to fight like he blocked an arrow like well how does this dude know how to fight all of a sudden I thought he was always a good fighter. No? Was he? I guess he was. Yeah. It's just that Speedy had the rage. Hey, listen, I'm going to drop out for one second. You should have someone else come on. Okay. And I'll be right back in like two minutes. Okay. All right. Who wants to fill in for the rug boy? Let me unlock this thing here. What else did we see? Oh, and then there was the stupid flashbacks. I don't understand where these flashbacks are going. I didn't even remember where it was, but there's that girl that Ollie didn't kill and the maps and they get caught. Uh, oh, you sound bad. Uh, I sound bad. All right, come on in. The lounge network. Let's see if we can get. Hey, what's up, dude? Yeah, your audio was going in and out. Oh, it was okay. I think because I'm when I get loud, I'm just gonna turn it down a little bit. <laughs> when you get loud, when I get loud, it tends to clip. When I get excited, but I get excited really easily. <laughs> uh, is this is this better, you guys? Thanks for letting me know. Appreciate. No, it. not a problem. Uh, so, uh, did you watch this, uh, this week's arrow buddy? What do you think? What's your name? Well, I'm in the middle of what I'm, I'm just in the middle of catching up cause I'm a cord cutter. So, Oh, okay. So you got to wait. You're watching like seasons go by, which is a good way to watch it. Well, I, I catch up on Hulu. Okay. Oh, and they put it on like the next day, don't they? Yeah. Uh, so you haven't watched it yet? No, unfortunately. Oh, I'm sorry. We're ruining this whole fucking thing for you. Oh, no. You know what? <laughs> it just gets me going. The flashbacks uh, are are still continue to be useless. However, his little tattoo thing that Constantine uh, put on him is uh, the Baron sees that and he's like, oh, wait, they're like whipping him. And the Baron sees that and he goes, wait, stop. I'm going to need him. But Ollie let himself get whipped. That was pretty good by Conklin. Um, so uh, I was really interested to see where that tattoo would come into play, but I guess it's going to stick in the flashbacks. Yeah, but I mean, the, and I wish they hadn't canceled that show. I just think it needed to be at a different network. I, I really enjoyed. I love what they did. I think uh, the dude playing Constantine is Matt well, Ryan. Think, Matt Ryan's amazing. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. I think it was perfect for the character. What did you think of him when he was on Arrow? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I watched Constantine, and then I saw him on the Arrow, and that was awesome. I love that, and hopefully, I mean, maybe. Just, I just wish that it would it was strong enough that there'd be this huge vote by fans to say bring him back. 
Uh, yes, we did. I did watch Legends of Tomorrow, and we're going to talk about that next once Ruggs gets back. Now, there were rumors that Constantine, speaking of Legends of Tomorrow, that going forward the next season, it would be like an anthology show, and they could switch out superheroes, and maybe Constantine would show up on the second season of Legends of Tomorrow. But then I saw something else that said, like, it's dead. Like, they're not doing anything. That was a one-off. And, uh, uh, and I agree. I wish. Throw them in, man. Like, they're fighting a magic dude right now. You'd think fucking Constantine would be the right guy to call to fight Damien Dark. That's what I didn't understand. I was like, you got Dark. You need Constantine. You guys don't know shit about magic. All you got are arrows, which he just stops and turns around and sends them back at you. Like, how are you going to stop him? Dark is very impressive, though, I got to say. He's doing a great job, yeah. McDonough, Dum Dum, the guy who played Dum Dum Duggan. Uh, he's better than, uh, he's a little bit better than Roz, the guy who played Roz last season, I think. Roz Agul? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was dark, darker than Park. Hey, Ruggs is back. What's up, dude? How you doing, Ruggs? You all uh, relieved and whatnot? Dude, it was epic. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. It looks like you lost some weight. But uh, yeah, yeah, he, he I, you just imagine like silly string shooting out of a felt penis, and then you'll get the <laughs> oh, you'll kind of get the picture of what just happened, dude. I, you want to hear about this? This, this whole bathroom trip? Or yeah, you... Absolutely, give us the play by play. Don't leave anything out. Are you interested in this uh, real TN? Oh, I'm, I'm go ahead. I'm fascinated. All right, so I started out with a number one. <laughs> I was standing up, and I'm going. It's going. It's coming out like a stream, and I'm like, I'm I'm really committed to this. But then I got an urgent feeling for a number two. Oh no and i was like how do i make this transition how do i go from a strong number one and then i can't stop <laughs> so i'm sitting there trying to fight the other thing from happening and it was just a struggle of the, of the mind and body you get goosebumps or yeah bumps that's like oh when you get chi- you get chills yeah that that gives you chills yeah, i don't body. know how to stop it so I had to wait, and I it was really it, it was it, I didn't know what was going to happen. For Dude, a you have to like use the force and like focus two separate <laughs> muscles contracting and un- at the. But, uh, it's really hard. I, I like agree. If I was sitting down, it would have been a piece of cake. <laughs> it would have just been all right. Let's let loose the let's open the other doors. Let's let everything out. This is not but the poop you want to like, have I was right standing, now. And I had to somehow turn my body around without like. Decorating my whole bathroom with urine. That's it. Sounds traumatic, Rugs. Are you okay? Are you recovered from this? Yeah, I was like thinking of scenarios. Like if I pee straight up, maybe it'll land. I don't know. I don't know what I. Just, well, it was like if maybe if do I or do not, there is no try. Maybe yeah. if I do a handstand over the toilet, I can aim it off the mirror. I was thinking of every kind of karate move that all I know. The angles. I all right. Well, I'm glad you're relieved. We'll continue. Hey, buddy, what's your name? My name is Carlos. Carlos, we're gonna keep going. Uh, you can hang out or uh, whatever you want to do. We're gonna we're gonna go. I think we're we're gonna go back to Arrow Rugs because uh, uh, that's where we were in the middle of, right? Yes. Uh, so then I I talked about it. And you talk about it. Bye, Carlos. Thanks. Thanks for watching. Uh, so where did you leave? We left to talk about Arrow. We're talking about the scenario that we left that we're left with at the end, right? Where. Or did you cover all that Oh, stuff? we didn't get to that. That's the best part. Okay. <laughs> so at the end, it cuts back to that grave scene. Yes. But it goes past what we've seen. Ollie goes and walks it to his limo and sits down. And who's next to him? Shit. Felicity Smoke. And she's not in a wheelchair. She's sitting there like a normal person. Four months from now, Felicity is alive. She is not in the grave, people. Oh, shit. Who's in the fucking grave? I think it's Diggle or Thea, then. 
It's got to be Thea. Thea's a useless character. They can get rid of her. I love her. But at Felicity, does she like Thea that much? Uh, that she's going to be upset and no. want somebody to get And killed? also, yeah, because Felicity goes. What if it's Felicity's mom? She's expendable. Ooh, Felicity goes, you got to kill the son of a bitch. I also think that it's a misdirect that they want us to think they're talking about Damien Dark. Maybe it's not even Damien. Maybe like Andy has, maybe Dark has Andy killed Diggle. Maybe Diggle kills Andy, but then they wouldn't be that upset over Andy unless he has a turn, which we kind of saw Andy opened up a little. He softened, he gave him the location, and then they were playing cards. So Andy, uh, Diggle's finally broken down Andy a little I bit. I don't know where Andy Diggle takes a shit either. No, he, no. He, yeah, he that, where he is either. Another cell where there's no toilet and uh, no way to relieve yourself and like, what's going on at all Dude, these he's TV backed cells? up. That's why he's not nostrils are always flaring he's pissed because he's constipated because nobody gave him a bucket to shit in <laughs> yeah but anyway like you think andy diggle is gonna be the, the uh, maybe guy that that's the thing uh hero ikx says uh in the chat uh roy harper is coming back for two episodes which is true so there's gonna be something about roy becoming the the red arrow and maybe thea dies that makes the most sense i i think thea is expendable people don't really like thea no, I have never no. met a person going, wow, that Thea is awesome. I would not mind if they put her in the grave. Tell you the truth, that's yeah, fine they should kill me. Black Canary while they're at it because I don't like her either. Uh, fucking Laurel was good for a while and then like they're writing her like No, shit I never right liked there. her. And, and I just look at her and I'm like, her legs are so skinny, it's disturbing. Is there a rainbow arrow, uh, Carlos asked? Rainbow arrow? I'm not sure what he meant. I'm not sure what he means. There's a green arrow, there's a red arrow, there there's should be a, a blue arrow. Oh, there's, there's a, a rainbow arrow. arrow. There's, there's uh, purple arrow. It's like uh, the lanterns. Uh, so that was really the big reveal. Out of all that, uh, they're looking for Damien Dark. It's a big battle, but it's not Felicity in the grave. They're stri- we, we don't know, and uh, that's how they're going to keep us hooked. Flame, there's flamboyant arrow. Uh, all right, last show for the week, people. The Chalk and Podcast. Let's spoil some shit, Batman. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Blab. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast Weekly, where we talk about this week's comic book TV shows. And now we are on to the pilot episode of Legends of Tomorrow, also on the CW. Uh, There's a DC show on Monday through Friday, people. They got lots of programming. Uh, I think this was probably one of the better DC pilot shows that have uh, come out. Wrong again, Imran. Oh, God damn it. What oh, the? Shit. You didn't. How could you not like this? This was, I was expecting. No, it was okay. It I was, was expecting the, it to be worse. The writing was horrid. I was, like, I was expecting like, it to be worse being a pilot. Like anything that um, Captain Cold and, the, and, and his brother did were like so like 1990s TV show bad guy. I love, I like Heat Wave's lines though. He's like, I love the 70s and he's just beating people up and he's just there to fucking cause pain. It was Cheezola. <laughs> it was like, it was like, oh, inducing like Cheezola. But like, okay, highlights from this is that. Um, well, here's the setup. Uh, Vandal Savage has taken over the world. He rules everything. And Rip Hunter, who's a Time Master, goes to his, like, Time Master uh, council, and he's like, look, I want to get a team together and stop him. And he, we think that they have given him the go-ahead for a sanctioned mission. Uh, we get to see his the time machine called the Wave Rider, which is pretty cool. He goes and tracks down all the – again, a little – this is stuff we kind of saw. They had to repeat things for new viewers also. 
in this. Yeah, there was a lot of exposition. A lot of exposition. I thought it moved well, though. They show all the characters. He zaps them, gets them on the thing. They agree. They go on a mission. It's a lot of fun. And then we find out that Rip Hunter was not sanctioned to do this. And yeah, he's lying to them. He's actually, he basically yeah. – he, he gasses them all up and tells them, oh, you guys are going to be legends and you guys yeah. are – the heroes that we need to do this mission, but he's all just bullshitting them. He got them because they're all like useless. They're all like, they have no impact on the world. So he can, they could die and they're expendable. I like that turn. And then I liked, cause, and then once he reveals that he's like, look, if you still want to go, we need to do this. I, I did what I had to do. And, and I like their, their uh, compromises. They're like, look, that we're forgettable. Let's go be unforgettable. Let's make our fate. And and uh, they all decide to to go. Of course, they're going to decide to go with them. Otherwise, the fucking show's over. It's just the first episode. But yeah. Rip has a vendetta. And I like the element of he's being chased through time by a bounty hunter sent by the Time Masters. Yeah, it's very time travel-y. Fucking Kronos. Who, and there was a lot of Star Wars references, but I thought Oh, the, the Boba thing. Fett reference is probably the best. There's a Darth Vader and a Boba Fett reference. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, but it did kind of look like Boba Fett. But I, I kind of like that he's kind of on the run at the same time and he's trying to do the right thing because Vandal, well, in the beginning, you see Savage kill this woman, mother, and this child in cold blood. And it turns out that's Vandal Savage's family. So I get it. I get it, Rip. I mean, Rip. Rip Hunter's family. I get it, Rip. You need to stop the Savage. I mean, it has possibilities. It's got a, it, it's got a thrust. We all know what the thrust is. We know that Vandal Savage is bad. He's going to ruin the universe. It's like a reverse Terminator kind of, you know? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So they're kind of they have to kind of stop Judgment Day and jump around through time, and they go to seventy five to go find this scientist or this research dude who is like the premier expert on Vandal Savage. But there's a reason. I I thought, what'd you think of this little storyline? I, I liked it. It was fine. I'm not really into the Hawk people that much. No, you don't I like think it? that they're out of place. But whatever, you know. This guy turns out to be Kendra and the other dude's kid from like a previous incarnation when in the 40s. Yeah, I mean, like you know, what? I think that the partner like melodrama is like a little bit extreme. It's too much for this. Well, show. well they they so they pair they have paired everyone up already. Like when they were deciding to go, you know, Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Uh, try decide to fight to decide if they're gonna go. Um, Sarah and Laurel are training, and they have to figure out if they should go. I like that Cisco made uh, the white canary suit. That's kind. It's of, kind of a neat suit. Well, knowing Cisco, it should have some cool abilities. I, well, I'm sure it will. They haven't shown anything, right? I, I, uh, it, uh, Hero Cl- IKX says it reminds him of sliders, and uh, yeah, it's a lot like sliders jumping around through time. Uh, and Quantum Leap. I love Quantum Leap. Um. Uh, Stein has to knock out Jax to take him along unwillingly, but then he comes around, blah, blah, blah. Firestorm is fucking awesome. And so that dude, they have already affected the timeline though. Cause they, I like that bar scene. They went out to get, to have some fun and just beat the shit out of everybody. In the yeah. Bar. They had, they had a lot of fun. They, they, and uh, so did you notice they force gumped Vandal Savage into historical events? Like he caused world war one, I, I think. Now, yeah, they like showed pictures of him, yeah. and he's just in every picture, just being Vandalic Savage. He's like in the like, Zapruder film, and he's in the fucking. Uh, that was kind of funny. I thought that was like kind they of should funny. at least 
Like, he has the same exact haircut and beard in every era. Like, come on. Like, let's get some crazy shit going. Like, let's He's get a, a more, mustache in there. Here's the and, other thing that was hilarious. So, Kronos and uh, Rip and them, they have that little shootout in the field, right? Kronos is behind a rock. Okay, I get it. The lasers bound up, bounce off. These motherfuckers are behind some, like... 1800 wheelbarrow and Kronos is shooting lasers from the future at this wheelbarrow and it does nothing. Oh shit. The wheelbarrow doesn't just, it doesn't yeah. even, the wheelbarrow doesn't even move. It's just, and it's blocking lasers. A fucking wheelbarrow from like a hundred years ago is blocking lasers. What's going on I, here? After I saw the episode, I went to Home Depot and bought six of those. Yeah, things. I'm like, oh, this alien invasion <laughs> comes. That's where I'm hiding. <laughs> Clearly, Home Depot. Oh, it's magic wheelbarrows. Yeah, Home Depot blocks lasers from the future. People, that's what we learned. Yes, that was a little bit ridiculous. Despite all that, if you compare it to like the Supergirl pilot, it was better. It, it needed that exposition, and but I felt like they jumped into the mission and got the action uh, going pretty quickly. It looks good. I didn't see. I'm it. watching it. I'm gonna watch it. I just thought the first episode was a little cheesy. Uh, <laughs> Just dialogue-wise. Warren, we're not talking about sliders. We're talking about Legends of Tomorrow. It's kind of like, you know what it's like? It is cheesy. It's like it's like a kid just playing with all his like action figures in real life and just be like, ah, I'm going to throw these guys in and these guys fight these guys. And then, this, and then there's a ship and a time machine and then this thing happens. Uh, I it, mean, do you didn't think it was a little cheesy dialogue-wise? You didn't at all. I, I, no, I was, I, was, I, was, I was okay with it. It was... Uh, I, it didn't. It didn't really strike. I think not, what happened is that watching all this shit has softened your brain. Up it really night. has. Like at that point, I had watched all these shows. I think Supergirl is really because, uh, like, compared to Supergirl, like nothing's cheesy. Like that's so fucking cheesy. Uh, but that's well, cheesy on a different level. It's like, cheesy on a different level. Like, like Supergirl is cheesy on like the girly, like, uh, like uh, you know, was that show with the Gilmore Girls? Yeah. like cheese. And this was like 1990s, like TV show. I see what you're talk. saying. You know, cheese. It's a different kind of cheese. The dialogue didn't bother me. I'm, I'm going to have to pay more attention to that. Uh, again, it's the pilot, and pilots always tend to uh, have these problems. Red Tornado was cheesy. Uh, Carlos is right, and Supergirl, and I was looking forward to Red Tornado. Yeah, and like porn acting. Yeah. yeah, 90210 cheesy. That is the perfect way to describe it. But. I like 90210 cheesy superheroes, I guess. Like, uh, that kind of worked for me. And going through time, it's going to be interesting. Like, because uh, I think the cheese worked in terms of like the 70s setting. But like, it- even the acting on Flash has gotten so much better. Yeah. Like, yeah. and less cheesy. Like, Flash started out really super cheesy. So hopefully this is going to kind of fall in line with Flash. Yeah, that pilot, that pilot was similar. That was also really good. But. You got to get this cheesy exposition shit out of the way, I guess. I don't know. Well, we got a lot of shows to watch. We're going to be busy every fucking day. It's a whole bunch of shit, people. All right, listen. We're going to do our final plugs. We're going to wrap it up, and we're going to open up the show to the blabbers and geek out with you guys. The Chalk and Podcast. I had feedback, but I already, uh, they need to add some Mac to the cheesy. Very good uh, suggestion by Hero IKX there. Give it a, a little bit of bacon on top and bake it and just for 30, you know, 300 degrees. It's nice, yummy. What are we talking about? 
No. Crustiness. Crusty. Uh, so I, I had some feedback, but I already read it. It was that uh, email from Anthony Clegg about why is Agent Carter so cheesy? A lot of cheesy on these shows. But you got to take the good with the bad, I guess. This ain't no Netflix, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout out to some of the networks we are on that have been nice enough to carry our show on their site. And that would be the Tangent Bound Network, A Place to Hang Your Cape, Weeby Geeks Network, and Podcast.ph. Check the show notes for links to those sites. There's tons of great geeky content, podcasts, videos, articles. Uh, I also want to mention uh, A Place to Hang Your Cape has a Patreon. So I will put a link in the show notes. And uh, here's the link right here. If you like what they do and you want to support them, they're making fun videos. They're making this cal- like a geeky calendar. Uh, and uh, I just want to help them out, get the word uh, to support AP2HYC on the Patreon. We should get a Patreon. I'm thinking about it. You know what? Do you bring that up, uh, Rugs? I'm going to do this real quick. I've been meaning to ask the listeners a question. Uh, and and it deals with Patreon and bonus content like rugs. I don't know if you know you know some of the shows we record. I don't put a lot of stuff in. I we have tons of bonus content because I don't want the shows to get too long, but I want all the awesome conversation uh, to be out there. So I wanted to ask the listeners. Already people are saying do it on Patreon, which is very do it now. Very, if you guys want to support that would be great. It's very promising. But what we could do with this bonus content, listener, how would you like this bonus content? Would you be willing to support us for Patreon for access to the little clips? Like we have awesome clips like the first time uh Rugboy came on, like that wasn't recorded and uh our first recording and then the extra content. We have tons of extra post show material. Oh shit. Yeah. I that. There's so remember that? There's so much stuff. What would you be willing to like a dollar a month to get to access to some extra videos and content? Let us know. Uh, give us an email show at jockandnerd.com. You guys in the chat are already saying do it. And I, I, that means so much to me because we're coming up on our one year anniversary. And I was thinking of, uh, firing up a Patreon to get some more of this awesome content. We have uh, like, well, go to our blab and YouTube page. There's tons of extra content. If you guys ever want extra content, it's there. And then I have tons of cool shit that I've never put out that I would love to share. So let us know. Send me an email show at jockandnerd.com. Uh, was Rugboy a sock when he was young? Uh, Carlos wants to know. Rugs? I just did a, sh- a sock a lot when I was young. Yeah, you still have that sock, don't you? Yeah, I became my brother. No, I think- um, <laughs> Oh, shit. All my DNA became sock boy. Okay, uh, Rugs, tell Carlos your, your origin real quick and then tell people where they can find you so we can wrap up this main show. Oh, you can find me on the Twitters at ReallyRugboy. So you just get on there and you, we could talk. I can you hear my comments about how shitty the new Godzilla is <laughs> and uh, anything else that comes up on my, on my, on my radar. Uh, everyone is uh, promoting Patreon for everyone. So this is very promising. Thanks for uh, this instant feedback here. Uh, it, 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 it really gives me a lot of ideas. You guys, final call to action. Like I said, if you want to contact us, just go to jockandnerd.com slash contact. There's links to the speak pipe, email, Twitter, Facebook, everything. Uh, subscribe to the show. It's free in iTunes. You'll get every show. Just go to jockandnerd.com slash review. And it takes you right to our iTunes page. And finally, rugs. What do we tell everyone at the end? Tell your friends, tell, tell your mom. Tell your mom. Give your mom tell one your of these. Friends. Tell your go up to your mom's best friend and give her one of these. Jogging nerd. And, yeah. And then don't explain anything. And then go up to a comic book friend and give him one of these. Jogging nerd. You-
but you have to be wow. ha- holding a timpani when you do that. And uh, oh, Carlos's mom is watching. Hi, Carlos's hey, mom. mom. Subscribe to us, jockandnerd.com. You guys, thanks for listening. You guys in the blab hang out. We're going to open it up. My name is Imran. And my name is Rugberto. And we'll hear you next time. <laughs>
What the fuck is Spike Lee talking about? You know what? I saw Straight Outta Compton. That's a pretty good movie. They could. Uh, what is it Oscar worthy though? Uh, the white writers got nominated, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> like they can't catch a break. Burn. Just can't catch a break. That's funny, dude. You got public- I, I thought it was a decent movie, but I didn't think it was Oscar worthy. I like Straight Outta Compton. Uh, public Enemy has an amazing song called "Burn Hollywood Burn," and it's really exactly about this. How it's just all. Uh, you know, stereotyped uh, uh, parts, and they're just like fuck Hollywood, burn. It's a great song. All right, but look, let let me just play devil's advocate here. All right, in order for your great movie board to game, be submitted way. into the Oscars, somebody has to nominate it. It's a committee of people. It's a bunch of people. So if a bunch of people have no interest in your movie, and it's not the the kind of movies that they watch, then that's fine. So. What do we have to do? We have to get everybody, uh, like uh, a lot more people that are on this committee to that watch like those kind of movies. Look, the Oscars are just, they're not racist like every three years. Like they got 12 years a slave two years ago. They're like racist one year or they're racist for three years. Then they're not racist. racist for, I just no, think it's that not, the movies know, are not it's the just, caliber. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I heard, I mean, someone named me a performance. I heard, you know, Will Smith for uh, Concussion. But nobody saw that movie. And I don't even know that movie exists. And I heard his accent was like all over the place. Maybe not the best. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I can't tell you. I heard, I heard him and Jada Pinkett's like boycotting it. And, yeah. and you know what? That's ridiculous. You know what? He's not going to be at the Find Oscars. A cause that's better than that. that. Come on. Yeah, it's, Jesus. Uh, it's silly. But I'm just saying, like, the people that nominate the movies, they have to watch the movies to nominate them. So if they're not interested in black movies, there's either there's not maybe there's a ton of black people that are just not interested in those movies like, you know, that are I don't know that like, I mean, I don't run out and watch every puppet movie that's out. Because well, I'm a puppet. You're, you're absolutely you're absolutely correct. Actually, I, I, I know someone that was on a um, he was there were one of the people that 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 would would vote on the uh, on, on the on the uh, Oscars uh, like like 10 years ago. And uh, he was old back then. He's super old now. Oh, it's it's super old, white haired white people. It really it really is that. It's like you know, there's there, you should not be uh, uh you know offended nor surprised. Yeah. that yeah. this is what it is. I mean, like, look, how many times has an Oscar like a, a Oscar award winning like Best Picture won where you're like that was the best that was the best film. It's you don't always agree. It's uh, it's kind of yeah. like hit or miss. No, listen, listen to me. You didn't like I, unless unless you unless you like uh, the cookie cutter uh, shit. Well, let's uh, have a look. Well, no, look. Here's here's the here's the nominations for this year. Okay, it's, uh, it's the Big Short. Okay, Bridge of Bridge of Spies. Okay, Spielberg, whatever on there. Bro- Brooklyn. I saw all these movies, by the way. Did the you Martian. really? Yes. The Revenant. Yes. Room. <laughs> Spotlight. I didn't see. I didn't see Room. I saw Room. It's actually really good. Yeah, I heard that. Spotlight, good. and then just because they want to be different, Mad Max, and that was just a little bit of a, a little crumble of something. See, it, I don't know Mad Max and The Martian. I feel like you could have thrown fucking straight out of Compton instead. One of those. Yeah, I could see that too. But like, if Mad Max is in there, then Straight Outta Compton could have been in. Right, there. Mad Max is like, a, like if you're getting Mad Max a fucking a nomination, and how about a superhero movie next time? It's just a big fucking. I have, piece. A, I have a, I have a cinephile friend of mine that I see movies with all the time. I thought he was smart. He's not smart apparently because he's he's gonna bet me a hundred dollars that that Mad Max will win. Will win a lot no of people. Uh, this is another. No. 
way this in is a- fucking hell. Any other one of those are going to win. Fucking Carol. Is Carol nominated? No. Brooklyn will win. Uh, but Brooklyn, Brooklyn was, uh, was an okay on top film, of- but it reminded me a lot of The Notebook in well, its structure. Absolutely. I feel like everybody's going for The Revenant. Yeah, no, 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 no. The Revenant was going to win. I'm just saying Brooklyn would, would might as well win on top of Mad Max because Brooklyn's not going to win. It's, it's, it's not a good movie. Um, it's, it's okay. It's all right. Revenant will win because it's just enough weird and just enough artistic to be the best picture. See, but I think Revenant should get best director and not best picture. Cause really that the defeat of directing that movie, the way he did, uh, that's fucking crazy. No, I don't care about how you, what you went through when you directed no. the film. I just care about the film itself. Well, that's true. Like, cause just cause you slept in the cold doesn't mean it's a good fucking movie. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, like, there's a lot of movies that win because of like things, like uh, outside things that happen with the uh, the people that are involved. Like, oh, this guy died, and give him the you know, give him the the best uh, award or whatever. You know, it, there's, there's politics all, involved. It, it's a lot of politics. It's 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 uh, it's it's convoluted with politics. Um, and just to, just to piggyback off that, uh, uh, real TLN said, uh, "Mad Max blowed." I don't necessarily think it blowed. However, I think there are two camps of people that that uh, that uh, when they see Mad Max is what they think, and it really comes down to if you bought into the guitar player on the on the fucking <laughs> I saw the I fucking that goofy part. ass guitar player wasn't the guitar on fire also? I'm sure it was. Yeah. I, I I I kind of like was tuned, I tuned out. out or something. It was super cheesy to me. Some people were like, but, but there's a lot of people are like, that, well, that was the best part. It just was badass. Well, those, those people would, they probably like Kiss. That's, pro- that's probably why. That was like yeah, a Kiss, it's yeah, a Kiss yeah. concert. There's a lot of people that like Kiss, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. it's debatable. It's not <laughs> like a lot of fucking people like Kiss. That is an acquired taste. Now, look, I always thought Denzel Washington should have won for Malcolm X, and they made up with that with Training Day. I, I mean, I think he was great in Training Day. I don't think it was best actor great, but fucking Malcolm X, And, and they're going to do the same thing with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, it's a, make, it's a make-up Oscar. Sorry, we missed you. Here's it for this thing. Yeah, it's, not his, it's not his best film, but he will get the award because he, uh, he's he got a body of work that eventually... He ate a bison and yeah. threw up and lived and yeah, slept yeah, outside, yeah. some other shit. He had a hard time. Let's give it an Oscar. Oh, poor Leo was. Up. Yeah, I know that's that's fucked up. Like you throw me, throw me in the in the movie and and put me in the zero uh, below zero uh, weather. I'll I'll act my ass off. Look, if there's no catering trailer while you're shooting, you get an Oscar. It's automatic. Yeah. That's just how it works. <laughs> <laughs> he had to yeah. kill a bison. Did they kill that poor bison? Nobody cares about him. 